Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brett Bowe wrap up their discussion on Article 11 of the Augsburg Confession, looking at a New Testament passage and its application. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bowe, and I'm joined by... Pastor Jason Goodham. Welcome back. Good to be back. Yes. Yep, we just stopped recording last week's episode. <laughs> it's been a what? whole week, oh, fastest whole, week of my life. A whole five minutes, maybe, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that's kind of the fun thing. You know, we record a, a number of episodes all at once. Yeah. We we record a topic at a time, a four-block mm-hmm. uh, episode yep. arc. Right, and so we've been talking about... Uh, Article 11 of the Augsburg Confession. Wait, yeah, Yeah. 11. XI. XI. The the Roman numerals kind of throw me off sometimes. But uh, yeah, uh, 11, Article 11 on a private confession and absolution. And uh, we've done the two episodes. You can go back and listen to those if you want to. Or if you want to forget that it ever happened, that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, last week we did the Old Testament uh, lesson from Psalm 19, and today we are in John 20. Yeah, John 20 provides us with the the most direct context for the way Lutherans do private confession absolution and the reason why we do it. Okay. This is like, we tend to poo-poo proof texting. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this is as close as we're going to come. And, and really what some people call proof texting, we call in Latin, this is the Sadie's doctrine. Yeah, the, the seat, the seat of, doctrine. of doctrine. This mm-hmm. is this is the verse that we build the doctrine off of. There you go, Gideon. Yeah. Some Latin. Uh, that's for my son. Yeah, as he's taking listening. Latin. Well, yeah, he, he learns Latin through you our... Correct my pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, maybe classical conversations. Yeah, Shout out. there you go. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So this is a seed of doctrine of, of yeah this. seed of doctrine. Mm-hmm. You know there are, there are several of those, but mm-hmm. this is one of those where it comes down to this one verse, and in this verse helps us explain the keys of the kingdom verse in Matthew sixteen, mm-hmm. uh, and, and other passages like this. This informs yeah. the James passage you mentioned in yep. the last episode or two episodes ago about confessing our sins to one another. There you go, you systematic theo- theologian, you. It, it it organizes itself yeah. in my brain that way. Right. Yeah, good. Uh, well, you ready for me to read yep. the text? Okay, uh, John, we're in John 20, and uh, the verses we're reading, if you want to grab your Bible and follow along, is uh, John 20, verses 19 through 23. And I uh, read that in Jesus' name. It says, On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Here ends the scripture reading for this episode. Amen. Amen. So yeah, this is on the very first Easter mm-hmm. Sunday evening. Yeah. What, what did you say? It's I right, said the, right after the, the, uh, the potluck the, and the, the Easter breakfast yeah. has concluded. The All of bake. the egg bake has been consumed. <laughs> uh, we've gone home to be with our families, and now Jesus. Yeah. yeah right. Um, but yeah, this is Easter Sunday, the very first, and mm-hmm. the disciples are cowering hmm. in fear 
because of the Jews who had right. executed Jesus. Just killed Jesus, yeah. And uh, this is the appearance of Jesus that mm-hmm. gives us doubting Thomas because mm-hmm. Thomas isn't here. And then in a few short verses, Thomas shows up and, and we get that second half of this yep. coin a week later. Yep. But, but in the midst, we have the most direct structuring of this theological topic, mm-hmm. confession and absolution, is Jesus literally says, <laughs> verse 23, if you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is means is. Yeah. <laughs> right. All means all. <laughs> and now it you just, means you. The ghost of Brian is <laughs> yeah. just coming here. Yeah. That, that's right. That, that's what, what we have. It's, it's, what the what it's teaching yeah. is the gospel is personally and directly proclaimed mm-hmm. but that means we need to be the ones doing it mm-hmm. you know and and this is more of an indictment on preachers that refuse to preach the gospel and instead mm. preach about the gospel mm-hmm. or withhold the gospel with some condition or or anything like that when 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 mm-hmm. when Jesus here says to his apostles you forgive sins. Mm-hmm. Personal evangelism? <laughs> yeah. This is this mm-hmm. is personal evangelism. Right. It's personal know. in that it's, 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 it's direct. We are directly involved in, in uh, giving the forgiveness of sins. N- not that we've won it, but uh, we're, the, we're the DoorDash delivery guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Relevant. Hashtag yes. relevant. What well, this is, you know, again, we, we had talked about kind of how the Missouri Synod does this yeah. in, in the appreciation where the pastor says, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, forgive you mm-hmm. all your sins. And, and, you know, you break down that sentence and, and, and diagram it. The, the meat and potatoes of the sentence is, I forgive you your sins. Mm-hmm. We can say that. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus tells us to say it in John 20. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah, and even, you know, let's kind of back up a little bit here. You know, just thinking about this is such an amazing, you know, an appearance of Christ. You know, there's a handful of them in the Gospels. But one of the things that stood out to me right away that I think connects with our topic in general is the words that Jesus says right away when he shows up. Yeah. You know, peace be with you. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Jesus opens this time yes. with an absolution. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. You know, that, it's just yep. like one of those, my yeah. head just exploded kind of a moment. So let's build the theology behind this because mm-hmm. you got me really excited about mm-hmm. it. Uh, one of the things I was taught by a pastor, teacher, mentor of mine mm-hmm. is if you go to the Old Testament, mm-hmm. every time the Bible says, or a messenger from God says, mm-hmm. fear not, mm-hmm. an absolution has taken place. Hmm. Because the only way you're able to receive the words from God right. uh, and not be consumed by his holiness is if your reason for fear has been removed yeah. and that means your sins have been forgiven. Yep. And, and so you go to like Isaiah 6, uh, woe is me, I'm woe a man is me. Of, yeah. And then, you know, the, mm-hmm. the coal and the yep, tongues and, the yep. and, and so that sort of thing. And if you read through the prophets, there's fear, not fear, not mm-hmm. fear, not, or when the angel of the Lord shows up, fear, not. And, and that fear, not is a promise that God is not going to destroy you because he's holy and you're not. Hmm. Okay. Peace be with you is the new Testament formula of fear, fear not. not. Uh, you have no peace unless God has forgiven your sins. Hmm. Now, let's be clear on this. It's not just peace with God. Mm -hmm. You can't have peace with 
anyone mm-hmm. unless your sins are forgiven. And so here's the crucified <laughs> and risen Savior. Literally on the day yeah, of yeah. his... On yeah. the day when he rose from the dead, yeah. after he was executed for these 11 idiots and the idiots of, of all the rest of the world, yeah. you and me, yep. uh, for our sins... The reason Jesus suffered and died, yeah. and the first words John records yeah. after his resurrection, well, the first words were to Mary, and doesn't he say the same thing? Oh, no. His first words to Mary are even better. Woman, why are you weeping? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the first yeah. words he says to his trained hmm. disciples are, peace be with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, What this means is that Christ doesn't hold a grudge. Mm-hmm. He's not holding our sins against us. Mm -hmm. What this also means for me as a pastor is that I am permitted in any hymnal Mm -hmm. to throw out any praise song or hymn that talks about, this is what Jesus did for you. What are you going to do for him? Oh, sure. That's not how Christ handles the gospel. Uh He's like, okay, guys, I'm back. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about this now? <laughs> yeah, right. That's he true. says, peace be mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. The outcome mm-hmm. of the gospel, the outcome of Jesus on the cross and with the empty tomb mm-hmm. in your place yeah. is peace right. with God. It, it almost feels like when Jesus says to Lazarus, come out of the, yep. the tomb. You know, that, Same thing. That perf- is it perfunctory? Performative. Performative, sorry. Yeah. Not perfunctory. I don't know what perfunctory means. No, that doesn't, that, that doesn't fit. No, performative. Uh, yeah. The gospel actually does what it's what it's, he's saying it's doing. So so the, the difference between law and gospel mm-hmm. is that the law cannot provide what it requires. Mm-hmm. So when, when the law says, and, and there, are, there are Christian denominations that get this wrong. When the law says, do not murder, it is therefore not giving us the ability to not murder. It's requiring of us what we cannot do. Mm-hmm. That's the nature of the law. The gospel provides mm-hmm. what it requires. Mm-hmm. So believe and be saved. The gospel creates the faith mm-hmm. to believe it. The gospel, yep. the, so it's, we've talked about this, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, yep. uh, which on the day we're recording this happens to be the epistle lesson for I, the I'm, Sunday. I'm preaching that this, yeah. this week. So yeah. e- Ephesians 2, 8, 9, uh, you have been saved, by grace you have been saved mm-hmm. through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, mm-hmm. so that no one may boast, right? right? The gift of God in Ephesians 2, 8, 9 is both his grace mm-hmm. and the faith that receives it. Yep. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, and Jesus here doubles up on it. Yeah. You know, verse 21, he said, Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. Yeah. Uh, so he's he, he's doing that over and over again here. Well, and it's, the, it's that Jesus here is echoing that picture that John painted for us in John 1.16, where it says, and we have all received grace mm-hmm. upon grace. The beauty of the gospel, and, and we talked about this in the last unit on Holy Communion mm-hmm. a little bit, is that it's not just f- there for you until you're converted. Mm-hmm. It's that you get the gospel today, mm-hmm. and you get the gospel again tomorrow, and the next day, and beyond that, you get it multiple times today, mm-hmm. and multiple times tomorrow. Yep. And so Jesus repeating, peace be with you, it's emphatic, mm-hmm. it's saying that it's real peace, but it's also repetitive peace because we're going to need that peace from him. When, when you mm-hmm. sin and come under conviction, Satan's going to whisper in your ear, <laughs> you did it this time, mm-hmm. you're not going to be forgiven. 
and Jesus says, peace be with you. Right. And yep. when you do the same thing again tomorrow, and, and, and you're terrified of the result of your sin, Jesus says, peace be with you. Yeah, that's right. And, and so in, in light of receiving that peace, you know, and you mentioned Jesus doesn't say, you know, I've died for you. What are you going to do for me? He, he actually sends them. Yeah. Uh, I, as, as I have, what, oh, sorry. What's no, that? no, no. You, you, you're doing a little well, jig this is, dance here. This is where we're going to get vocation in naturally. We All missed right. vocation three episodes I know, because yes. of Brian. I blame yeah, him. Right. But, uh, <laughs> um, vocation. There we go. Yes. This is it. You know, the, the place that good works have mm-hmm. in your life yep. is they flow out of your assurance of mm-hmm. salvation to your neighbor. Yes. Christian life. Assurance of salvation and vocation. vocation. Assurance of salvation and vocation. That needs to be like on a... On a, a t-shirt a, or something. A, yeah, a, a, st- a st- mug. stitch in a pillow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> One of those quaint things yes. your grandma has on the wall. <laughs> I think, what is that? Is it a Geico commercial you where they're, happen, the guy's telling, <laughs> teaching people not to turn into their parents? Yes. yes <laughs> yeah. Doing all those... But yeah, no, it's it's yes. reality that this is what it ends up being. And... and and that's another common mm-hmm. objection to the gospel hmm. is, is, well, then I don't have to obey the law. No, mm-hmm. you have to obey the law because it's God's word and God's word is eternal. Right. The law remains. The law in, in remains. Place, yeah. the, the reality is Christ obeyed the law for you. Mm-hmm. And now your obedience to the law isn't for your benefit because mm-hmm. you've already completed the law in God's mind. Your obedience to the law is for your neighbor's benefit mm-hmm. so that God can be the God of the first article of the creed who sustains mm-hmm. and provides for all his creation yeah. so that God can answer the fourth petition of the Lord's prayer mm-hmm. and provide for daily bread. This mm-hmm. is the whole point of vocation mm-hmm. is that either you are selfishly clinging to your good works and hope that there'll be enough for God to say, okay, you did enough, mm-hmm. or you are giving your good works away to your neighbor. Mm-hmm. That's your only option yep. for your good works. And that fits really nicely with this text because he's sending you to other yep. other people if you forgive the sins of any you know, other people. Yeah. And and so you go and in mm-hmm. the verse so now what we're not advocating for here necessarily mm-hmm. is that you go and you just shout the gospel at someone <laughs> in their face. That's like taking a, a hose and, and trying to baptize your neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's you know, if you have the gift of evangelism, by all means publicly be an evangelist. Mm-hmm. Great. But in between Jesus, peace be with you, mm-hmm. and if you forgive the sins of any, is this notion in First Peter three fifteen? Always be prepared mm-hmm. to anyone who gives you an uh, to give an answer to anyone who the asks you, you for the hope that you have, yep. and do this with gentleness and respect. Mm-hmm. And when people see your assurance of salvation, mm-hmm. they're going to ask you about it. Yep, and that is where you proclaim the gospel. Hmm. And, and you're able to proclaim it because. You've also been empowered. Well, like, you've received it. You've re- you've received it, and you know here. You know there's also that verse 22 in this text where Jesus breathes on them and they yeah. receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it, you receive the Holy Spirit, filled with the Spirit to be able to proclaim the gospel, which the Spirit takes and applies 
uh, to people's lives. And, and guess what? The beauty of the Lutheran system mm-hmm. is your reception of the Holy Spirit has also an objective event. Yeah. Uh, you're, yep. it's, it's not measured by the sincerity of your piety or no. the depth of your commitment. You received the Holy Spirit the moment mm-hmm. the waters of baptism were poured over you. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, and, and that's that's Acts two thirty eight and thirty nine. Yep. Repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins, and you will receive mm-hmm. the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Yep. So, by the promise of God's word, if you are a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You cannot you're, be a Christian a without temple, the Spirit. You're a temple of the yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a jar of clay. Mm-hmm. And as a 90s CCM <laughs> victim, I hesitate to, to add the uh, to, S to the. Well, yeah. The well, jar. I hesitate to make. I was like, I need to. I've been recatechizing myself to no. refer to them as earthen vessels. The, <laughs> <laughs> you are an earthen vessel. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, you, you are, you know, I have been crucified with Christ yeah. and it is no longer I who live, but Christ mm-hmm. who lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live yeah. by faith in Amen. the Son of God who loved me and died for me. Amen. Man, man, it sounds like you're on fire. I love this topic. You know, it's <laughs> sorry I had to throw that in. Yeah, yeah. you're a horrible human being, yeah, Brett. Right. Yes. No, but it's if if you can't mm-hmm. get excited mm-hmm. about the preaching and the application of the gospel. Mm-hmm. As someone who has received mm-hmm. the preaching and application of the gospel, yep. you need to check for a pulse. Yeah, that, you know, the, there's a reason the translation of gospel mm-hmm. in in the Greek language is literally good news. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because it's the best news yes. ever. And and yep. and as someone who has been a victim of the type of Christianity that is experiential, mm-hmm. that is inwardly focused, mm-hmm. that is subjective. Yep. Uh, as someone who has been brought to the end of their failures and questioned their faith, the objective proclamation and application of the gospel gets me all worked up because that's where the freedom is. That's where the comfort is. Yep. And and you know, the, those early Lutherans, they, they said in the apology previously, the entire power of the absolution had been kept under wraps by teachings about works. You know, that kind of connects with what you're saying is, uh, it's almost like we want to hold back the gospel. Why? Why do we want to hold back the well, gospel? And, and and American Christians do that just as much as what was going on with the Roman Catholic Church. It's one mm-hmm. of my favorite lines in Luther's theology, and it's in the Book of Concord somewhere. I think I can't remember if it's in the Large Catechism or the Small Called Articles. But Luther's like, "Hey, let's talk about this. If the Pope indeed." Mm-hmm does have the right to forgive anyone's sins. If that's within his power, why isn't he forgiving sins? Mm -hmm. You know, if you have this gift, just give it away, Mm -hmm. you know? And and it's an especially compelling argument from Luther. It's it's one mm-hmm. of those instances where he's being truly harsh with the Roman Catholic Church, mm-hmm. but he's being as honest yep. and real yep. as you possibly can be. If indeed mm-hmm. the Pope has the ability to forgive sins in the stead and by the command of Christ, then he should be doing nothing else than that. But now, this goes to Christians today. Mm -hmm. If indeed Christians have the command and -hmm. the ability and the privilege to forgive sins. John 20, 23. We should be doing it Mm -hmm. without ceasing. Hmm. proclaiming the gospel. It should be as pastors, it should be the content and focus, not just of our sermons, Mm -hmm. but of every divine service we're ever a part Mm -hmm. of. Yep. Uh, Everything that is done by the church should end up pointing to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Amen to that. Now, do you, 
maybe this is a turn of direction that you don't want to go to, but uh, would would there ever be a moment where you would hesitate? We're called where, to hesitate. Where you where you sense perhaps that there is unrepentance or a will, unwillingness to receive? Yeah, if if you detect yeah. unrepentance, then you are prohibited by Scripture right. to apply the gospel. Yep, you're you're doing violence to a person and giving them the gospel when they don't want it. Mm-hmm. Now, on the one hand, we'd recognize the gospel doesn't ever forgive unrepentant sins, mm-hmm. yep. but we don't want to create false comfort for a person. Yeah. The way around that is to also be preaching the law yes. in all of its sternness. It's 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 not a formula mm-hmm. and it's not an if then. And this is why if you go back to the earliest episodes of the podcast, one of the very first premises we established is that law and gospel aren't two separate things. Right, mm-hmm. and, and that's the first thing when someone comes into the Lutheran faith and they hear about law and gospel, what, it's a revolutionary thing for most Christians. What yep. they want to start doing is they get two different color highlighters oh, right. and go in their Bible and you're going to highlight all the law passages, you're going to mm-hmm. highlight all the gospel passages. Now, the point of law and gospel in the Lutheran tradition is that they're a joined pair. The language God speaks is law and gospel. Because of God and his holiness and in the power of his eternal word, God is always condemning sin. But because of God and the gospel and the eternalness of his holy and perfect word, God is always forgiving sins. Mm -hmm. It's never one or the other. The only time God doesn't forgive sins is at the time someone enters eternity without faith. Mm -hmm. And it's not because those sins weren't forgiven. It's that that forgiveness wasn't received. Mm -hmm. And, And this is... This is the thing in Lutheran theology. Jesus Christ is the propitiation for all sins for all people. Mm-hmm. A, a person who is an unbeliever, the worst sinner you can think of, yep. their sins are forgiven, right. but they're not receiving it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an important thing to point out as yep. we talk about confession and absolution. Yep, yep. good. Um, yeah, so we, we need to land this plane here. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a, a Feels lot. like we could do another... Yeah. 12 episodes oh, on this. Yes, I know. Uh, but if you can, is there any other closing thoughts as we wrap up today's episode? We've done it a few times, but I really, really want to reemphasize this. If you've never, ever mm-hmm. done private confession yeah, and absolution, yeah. I really want to encourage you, mm-hmm. you know, based on everything you've heard from us yep. over the last 80 minutes yep. on this topic, go to your pastor, go to a friend, go to someone and and do this yes. for your own faith, especially if you are one who is prone to be plagued by a guilty conscience, to one mm-hmm. who has their conscience pricked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will find no better comfort uh, for your conscience than hearing the gospel personally addressed to you yes. and put directly into your ears. Yep. Amen to that. Yeah. Go do it. Amen. Yeah, amen. Thank you for listening. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please tune in next week as Pastor Jason and Pastor Brad continue their discussion on the Oxford Confession. God bless you and have a great week.